Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. Let's face it. I mean, unless it's your second rodeo, you don't know anything about divorce, right? You don't know where to go, what to do, what the process is. There's a legal process and and that's scary in itself. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Zung, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung, and so excited today to welcome my dear friend, and rock star, amazing, amazing friend and woman, Layla Aiken. She's, I love, I love, love, love her as a friend. I love her as a person. I love her as a rock star woman. And she has dealt with her own divorce. She has dealt with narcissists in her life. She's dealt with custody issues in her life. And she's taken her own pain of all of that and turned it into something absolutely incredible for people and and helped thousands and thousands of people in the process. And I cannot wait to get into what it is that she's doing. I cannot wait to share what she's doing and her with you guys, because I just absolutely love, love, love her to her core. She's just one of my favorite people in the whole world. So welcome, 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 Lila. Thank you, Rebecca. I feel very warm and fuzzy now. That was really an amazing intro, (laughs) honestly. And I feel the same of you. And, you know, uh, I know a little off topic, but I will say when I moved to LA and one of my first friends was you. (laughs) It was a very nice welcome, I have to say. And it made it a lot easier to transition myself from another country into LA. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. And just, it was so crazy because we have some, like, I feel like, you know, we're sort of like soul friends. Yes. A hundred percent. We have a good background, familiar background, you know, and our mutual good friend introduced us and it was just kismet right away. And we're kind of on the, we're on the same mission too. So yeah. that just everything aligned, which was amazing. And yeah. It's very grateful. So crazy. We're both half Asian and we went to the same elementary school, which is oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. In full circle. But yeah, thank you for that introduction. And I'm, you know, it's, where do I start? I have had divorce in my life, for sure. I wasn't non-familiar with it. I was, I'm a child of divorce. I, my parents divorced when I was 16, you know, and it was that prime age of you're starting to understand love. And I had a boyfriend and, you know, you know, your parents are together. You kind of just feel safe all the time because you know that they're there and that nucleus is there. And when that was taken from me, Definitely, I didn't know 
what to do and except break up with my boyfriend. That's all I could do. That was my reaction was like, oh my God, I don't believe in love, you know? And it was just a knee jerk reaction. I was really young. And to be fair, I probably even didn't put a lot of power to it because, you know, when you're young, you're distracted. So I realized though, that my mom was suffering a lot. And through that pain, I almost wanted to move away from it more, right? So when I saw her like that, I was like, I don't want to face this. I'll be there for her. I love her and as much as I can, but I was kind of running away. And I mean, I was running away from that day on. As minute, the minute I you know, um, finished high school, I went to university, ran away there. Then from there, I went to Italy, ran away. And I was just running, running, running from that family dynamic, right? And not really facing it. And so then I was faced with my own divorce when I somehow truly believed in love again. And I got married, right? At the age, I don't know, was under 30 years old. And, you know, I thought I'm mature enough and I understand love and relationships. And here I am being swiped away by this amazing man, got married, changed my lifestyle quite a bit in the process. And, you know, just believed in, in the institution of that marriage, of the dynamic. And here I go, I'm in it, all in it. Then I got sideswiped for divorce and I was six months pregnant at the time. So this was my first child, only child, and I was you know, new to pregnancy and definitely new to divorce. So you can imagine, I mean, through all of that, I just became, and I, what I remember is I can't believe how fast it is for you to almost change overnight. It was like the woman that I was, I became the shell of the woman I was, right? Like all that security, all that knowledge, all that, you know, who I am just went out the door. And it was like, who am I? What am I facing? Like, what is going on? And I, there was so much change, you know, there's change with when you're pregnant, there's something that you're, you know, you're facing that's new and different. And then the, the, the actual reality of doing it alone on top of, oh my God, this is the marriage I thought was going to last forever. I'm going to be married forever and I'm going to have multiple kids. And, you know, that dream, that pipeline dream that we all have when we get married, right? So all of it taken from me in a moment. And I think that I would say, if I best describe it, fear just took over my brain. It's like I couldn't even rationalize anything, anything I was feeling, anything that was happening. I mean, there was a moment that I remember I literally sat I was actually on my hands and knees, pregnant, and I felt like the walls were closing in on me. I mean, it was so, vis it was like I was just suffocating and suffocating because of the unknown, suffocating because of the fear, suffocating because of the situation, the heartache, the, the you know, the emotional just overwhelm that I was feeling, basically. So that happened. Uh, and when nothing That's so good I mean I just want to pause for a second because you know so many times people who are dealing with divorce and specifically dealing with narcissists I think they have such a hard time putting their feelings into words mm -hmm. and you know I do a, a free masterclass called The Three Must-Have Secrets to Communicating with Narcissists. And recently, during the live component, I, I asked people to write down, you know, what is it that you're feeling? 
And, you know, and then I asked them, what is it that you would like to feel? And, you know, you just did such a beautiful job of describing how people feel at the beginning. Yeah. You know, I mean, suffocating, overwhelmed, you know, I mean, you really did such a beautiful job of describing how people feel at the beginning. And it and it's so hard to explain it or to make have people who are around you understand that unless they've gone to, through something quite similar, right? And so, and that also becomes very overwhelming because everything that they're saying to try to comfort you or try to be there for you almost exasperates it because you are like, you just don't know how this feels. Right. And it, and it's not to them. And I feel, I felt so bad for my family and my friends who were really trying to rally up around me and and be there for me and who are genuinely worrying about me because it is very hard if, unless you go through it to really understand that feeling. Right. And, and listen, I can put it in words now, but when I was going through it, I sure as hell probably didn't have the word to describe it. You know, I just knew that fear would be the only thing that I could say that encompassed all of it. Right. Because it is the unknown. And, you know, listen, there's an element of fear in our lives throughout our lives. Right. Because something happens and maybe we're fearful of it, but nothing like this. I mean, it it like takes over your whole body. Right. And your whole mind. And that's the worst bit. So I didn't know where to, you know, the, my next steps, what to do. I just, remember just saying, okay, I've just got to take one step at a time. And that process, you know, I did instinctively, right? So got myself a therapist, you know, definitely uh, tried to do the best thing I could around with my friends and my family, listen to them, you know, and what happened was, and I will really say this is that I realized I, I started moving in motion. Like I wasn't in control of my life, right? I became this robotic person in the sense that, okay, my dad was saying, do this. My mom was saying, do that. My friend was saying, do this. My therapist was saying, doing, do that. You know, I let them kind of almost, my doctor was saying this, you know, I let them take control of my actions in a way, right? And, and that was something that I only realized a little bit later on into the, into the process, right? I definitely got a lawyer, you know, I was scared for everything. So it was like, okay, I need somebody. And I didn't know where to turn. I really didn't. Nobody I knew at that moment in my life had gone through this, right? I was young. I know everybody else was getting married and having kids. And so I was kind of facing it on my own. And I was turning to people who were older, who no other people were going through divorce. And somebody, everyone was like, get a lawyer. You know, that was their, that was their (laughs) intel, get a lawyer. And so navigating the process was arduous. It was hard. It was something that I, I felt really lost and became very insecure. I lost trust in myself. And I really want to hone on on this because I feel that we all go through that when we face something that, let's face it, I mean, unless it's your second rodeo, you don't know anything about divorce, right? You don't know where to go, what to do, what the process is. There's a legal process and and that's scary in itself. And then you're facing it with this emotional turmoil, right? And I think especially when you're dealing with 
divorced from a toxic person mm-hmm. or a narcissistic person because I think it's, you know, a, a whole different ballgame. Right. It's a whole different ballgame because, you know, it's one thing to, to divorce somebody who is working toward a common goal mm-hmm. of trying to come to a resolution with you. It's a whole other thing to be trying to divorce somebody who is actively trying to take you down, who's actively trying to subvert subvert you and gaslight you and you know hide money from you and all of those things. And then also trying to turn all your friends against you and trying to, you know, control this other narrative around you and all of these other things. And then, you know, your friends might be not seeing what's happening and, you know, and maybe saying, you know, maybe it's not so bad or, you know, and you're trying to convince them that it was or, Uh, you know, and then you're sort of feeling victimized again, or maybe even more isolated, or maybe even more like, maybe I am crazy, or maybe I am the one, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Well, it's also, you become a little bit defensive, right? And and you feel like you have to defend yourself. And there's a lot of self-gaslighting as, you know, what happens subsequently, because, you know, you are getting gaslit, you are getting told you're the reason this is happening. You are getting told, you know, you're wrong. You're getting told all these things and, and you're already an emotional, you know, overwhelm. So how are you deciphering what's reality and what's not, right? So all of a sudden you're just taking all of this on. And yes, you're right. To your point, a lot of people are only seeing one side. Yeah. I mean, I got to a point where I guess it was like a kind of defense mode, but I was like sending some of the emails to my friends so I could share with them I mean, look what, look what is coming into my inbox, you know, like, listen, what I'm look at, look at what I'm facing, you know, please. Here you are like trying to prove to your friends. Exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. And that's what I mean. It's like, you're trying to, uh, you know, just say, oh my God, it's, it's a cry for help in a way too. Right. It's like, please believe me and understand me and help me. Like, how do I deal with this? You know? And it, it is, it's, it's not your finest moment for sure. And I will say that, you know, look, we, we face an element of this when we're going through something like this. And I had to come to an acceptance that I am up against this person and this person's going to make my life difficult. And I had to let go of the person I married. And this is really important. Okay. There's a pivotal moment in my thought process that changed. I was like, why do I keep trying to rationalize the behavior that he's giving me on the other side? Right. Why am I trying to make him that person that I married? He's not. He's a person who left me pregnant. He's a person who ended our marriage. Right. So why am I trying to say, well, why is he doing this? Why? It's the a constant why and validation and sending it out to my friends and look how crazy this is. And am I going crazy? And it's like fat check, checking yourself. Right. Because, again, you're not trusting yourself. Right. And that's what was really that pivotal moment when I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the person I married. This is it, the person I married. I am facing this person now and I have to deal with it. I can't keep trying to get rational behavior out of him, (laughs) right? I can't keep trying to expect 
a rational behavior or rational answers from him, right? I've got to do this in a way that's less emotional and face the fact that I'm facing this and a long task ahead of me, by the way. I mean, you know, I don't think I mentioned this before, but my divorce, the financial part took, you know, like not even a year and a half. Easy peasy done and dusted, right? Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zone. And so, and I did this with the sole purpose of trying to help myself out and not letting the narrative be controlled by my lawyer or controlled by the people around me. I needed to get help myself, trust myself, figure out how to take the emotion out of it. Back to school season is coming up, which can be difficult for those going through a divorce, especially when child safety is a concern. And here at Negotiate Your Best Life, my mission is definitely one to help divorce couples prepare, especially when narcissists are involved. And as you all know, I've partnered with Soberlink for a long time. And Soberlink is a system which helps with alcohol monitoring. It includes a breathalyzer device with facial recognition. It allows you to receive real-time updates and help co-parent so that you know, monitoring can be involved anytime, anywhere, swift intervention to improve child safety. And they're offering free packets right now. Go grab them. They've got checklists, communication tips, and more. Get your free packet right now. Soberlink.com forward slash negotiate. Are you struggling with how to negotiate and win? Maybe you're dealing with a personality that's particularly challenging, like a narcissist or other high-conflict personality, and you're feeling powerless. Make sure to download my free Win My Negotiation Cheat Sheet at www.winmynegotiation.com. Take a listen to our archive, where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. Honestly, the worst, some of the worst gaslighters I went through in the 25 years that we were together was marriage counselors. It was awful. In fact, it was even a, a form of secondary abuse, I would say, you know, that they really didn't listen. And now we return to today's show. The co-parenting and the parenting part. He took me to court about nine times in nine years, right? So I was in and out of the court system and that's what was taxing on me. And it depleted me of energy. And it's also that play of like, you know, the finances, you know, our finances were really different. And so here I am going, okay, I'm, I've got to accept that this is, I'm in the long haul. I've got to figure out what best way to face this is. So about three years in, I decided to get my accreditation in mediation. Now, you'll appreciate this because I went to the Regents College in London because I was living in London at the time. And I took this course and all of them, everybody on the course was or barristers or lawyers, okay? And me. (laughs) And so, and I did this with the sole purpose of trying to help myself out and not letting the narrative be controlled by my lawyer or controlled by the people around me. I needed to get help myself, trust myself, figure out how to take the emotion out of it and really, you know, face the communication, 
you know, face everything that I was getting and, and, and really be smart about it and strategize around it and be like, hey, what's the best technique can I use, you know, and don't let him bring me down. It's like no more power given away to somebody else. Do you know what I mean? Save yeah. that power for myself. So that was probably the best decision I could have made because there was that moment that I became more secure on how I was dealing with everything. You know, the fear is still there. I'm not going to lie. There's, you're in the hands of the court. You never know what's going to happen, right? But you let go. You trust the process and you trust what you want and what you need and, and you know, how you're getting going about doing it. Because if, if I acted and behaved like him, then I would have, it would have been tick for tack. It would have been just a fight back and forth, right? It's who's right, who's winning and all that. No, it's like, what is it do I want to accomplish out of this? And how am I going to get this out of this person? You know, what is it? He wants to win. I don't need to win. I just need the best outcome for me, my family and moving forward. Right? So smart. Mm -hmm. And so that was huge. And I think after that, to be fair, it became what was really interesting because I went from somebody who didn't trust myself and was completely giving away my power to everyone around me, you know, listening to everyone else and giving my power away to my ex and his lawyers and my lawyers to a person that was like, oh, wait a minute. I know more than I think I know. And I definitely know what more than what I need more than anybody else. Right. And from that, I became this like go-to person for other people who are going through the divorce, right? So friends of friends, my friends, so forth. I mean, all of a sudden I became, oh my goodness, I need help. And then that's where the, the light really shined on me because I started helping so many people go through their own process and their divorce that I realized if I can help other people, how come I can't trust myself? So that's another reason why I'm like, well, if I'm good enough to have, to, to help them, I should be good enough to help myself. So I took the power back and that was a huge moment. And look, it couldn't stop me going from court because you can't stop the other person from taking you to court or, you know, behaving the way they behave, but it really changed the way that I reacted to it and how I went through it. Yeah. And so from there, you decided to create your own resources uh-huh. And exactly. that's where Split FYI mm-hmm. came into play. So tell us all about that. So, well, from there, what was interesting is I became a divorce coach. And I realized that mediation really wasn't for me. I rather work with individuals and help them through, especially if they're up against difficult personalities on the other side. And, and I, that's where I was best suited. And so from there, I, you know, I years of thinking and how, what is missing in all of this process of divorce is really that, you know, community, where can I find people who are really going through this or have gone through this, or, you know, are thinking about going through this, that we're all in the same boat, right? That community and the education around it, right? So it's like, you know, what is this process look like? And what can, you know, who are the people who can help me out? That's also a huge thing because everybody knows there's a lawyer, right? At the end of the, but 
What about, you know, learning how to negotiate like what Rebecca Zung does, you know, and how about learning, you know, getting a divorce coach or getting a CDFA, you know, a certified divorce financial analyst who can really help you through the financial process of your divorce. Right. So all of these things were unknowns, you know, so I thought, okay, let me create this, this hub, this resource hub, so to speak, and community for people who are going or thinking about it, going through it and coming out the other side. So that, I gave birth to that during over COVID. I have a co-founder business partner who is a CDFA. And we joined forces and came up with this, you know, it's amazing portal that really connects other people going through divorce with others. There is a community, you know, we have a community initiatives and meetups where we're supporting people through it, like support on Saturday, uh, coffee talks, you know, real community feels so they feel connected with other people, siloed discussions within the portal. So what they're doing is, you know, you go in there instead of the overwhelm of so many different discussions and you, as you know, one of the things going through divorce, it, it can feel overwhelming if you look at it, everything like co-parenting, finance, you know, the legal aspect all at once, right? So instead it's like, let's segment it. What's really important for this moment in your life, right? And so there's siloed discussions around co-parenting, finances, dating, you know, every aspect touch point that you might go through through divorce. There is a toolkit library, a plethora of information, much like your resource library, you know, finding mediators and how to interview them to co-parenting support, to, you know, self-help support, to every set kind of aspect that you might need, which is great. And it, the other aspect, which is really important to know, is that there we have a vetted community of professionals that you can actually book through our system who are CDFAs, divorce coaches, dating coaches, career coaches. So that's real important. So it's like one place, one-stop shop where you really can feel A, connected, a sense of community, get educated and get connected to the right people who can help you through also affiliate programs. So, you know, programs that we put our hand over heart over, i.e. all your programs. So all of those, you know, that we, we also have vetted and have put our heart, you know, hand over heart over. So that's, it's not just, oh, let's just put anybody in there, you know? So yeah, I gave birth to that over COVID and it's, you know, the reward in it all is that I can see we've had in the past year and a half, actually, we've had, you know, community members who have been with us throughout their whole divorce process. And you really can see like, you know, they've, they've created camaraderie and there's, you know, we champion each other through it all. And now it's a really beautiful thing to see how well they're doing because of the help and the support that we've created. Yeah, you're getting to see them blossom and... Yeah, and it's great. And I honestly, that's that's my reward. I, it's an interesting thing that you you realize in life. It's like you're, you know, the the you realize that everything that happens to you in life, there's you don't know the reason when it's happening, even though you want to know, because the why is always there, right? And you have to have that patience. It's so hard to, but have that patience that that realization is going to show up someday. And that realization showed up. And I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, I'm here to help people go through this because it's it's something that we can't stop happening. We're humans. People get married, they get divorced, we break, have breakups. Things happen in life. We can't change that, right, from happening. But we can, you know, help and support people to have a better outcome through it all and get through it in a better way. And that's really important. 
right? Right. So So. you were able to take your pain and turn it into purpose. Yes. And so for anybody else who's out there listening, you know, what advice would you have for them in maybe doing the same thing? You know, it's, there's not one advice that I can say that stands out over the other, because there's a lot that, you know, you, patience is really important. Remembering that it's one step at a time, right? Don't be so hard on yourself and also recognize the things that you do do. One of the things I do till today diligently is write down some of the things that I've accomplished, even if it's this little, even if it's like check off the box, on something, right? Like I signed my name on one of the documents. Great. Put that down because that's an accomplishment, right? Every little thing that you do is a step forward and recognize that and don't feel overwhelmed with the things that you haven't done, right? Stay in the moment. Also kind of be okay with not knowing the outcome. That's the hardest bit. And that's a self like, you know, you've got to, it's, it's a journey through that, right? But don't be attached to an outcome, you know? Everything that's supposed to happen, and I always truly believe this is going to happen, right? Trust that, so. Yeah, I love that. So uh, where can people learn more about you and about Split FII and all of your amazing resources? Well, well, they can go into our portal, which is, you know, splitfyi.com, splitfyi.com. And we are on Instagram. We're on all our social channels. We have even a YouTube channel. And I have my own Instagram page, uh, The Split Coach, which is my coaching page. So you can always find me on there and more information on that. Yeah. And we will uh, make sure to have links to everything and the show notes and link everything there as well so that you can find out more information. Thank you so much, Lila. I absolutely adore you. Make sure you guys give her a follow on Instagram, check out all of her resources. I absolutely love her. I think she's amazing. You guys should definitely go check her out because she's really, really the real deal. So thank you, Lila. You are fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 